0: Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this week's episode, I, Aaron Gerke, am joined on the Brown Couch by Marcus Huff, our Director of Youth and Campus Ministry at St. Peter and Paul. And we engage in a conversation about Daniel chapter nine and explore some spiritual practices and and habit forming uh, things like scripture reading and prayer. So we're gonna look at Daniel's example and also offer up some practical advice of how you can incorporate these things into your daily practices as well. I hope you enjoy it. Hi Marcus. Pastor Aaron. How's it's it going? I'm doing good. Good. So you're drinking the bubblé today. Buble? Yeah, I'm a great like fruit, bubbly water. Bubbly guy. water. Yeah. Bubbly water. I saw, sorry, I, I always call it the bubblé because I saw Michael Bublé, that singer. Did an advertisement for that bubbly commercial or something? I think, yeah. And I thought that's actually how it was spelled on the can, because when he did the commercial, they actually spelled it like that on the can. B-U-B-L-E. Oh, okay. Anyways. Nice. The Lacroix version says
1: "pamplemousse" on it, which I don't know if that's French for grapefruit. Oh. I don't know. I've never seen a pamplemousse. Sounds like something out of (laughs) Doctor Seuss,
0: but. But this is kind of crazy that you're uh, you're drinking bubbly water. For those of you who don't know, Marcus and his wife just had their uh, second baby two just two and a half weeks ago. Two and a half weeks ago. Yep. And you are wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to go, rearing to go, man. Back back for the podcast. Today. There you go. That's good. I told Marcus that if he gets uh, if he gets tired while we're talking, he can just lay down <laughs> on the couch we will just we'll just zoom in on him, yep. and uh, podcast listeners, you can just know that Marcus needed a nap, and so that that's what you know. Sometimes you just need that peace and quiet. So, okay, I'm totally kidding. I don't think that's going to happen. But Marcus, no. if you feel like you need to take a nap, you know, have at it. I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, you're welcome. For our audio listeners, check out the video. <laughs> exactly. I also got a haircut for the podcast once again today. Oh so, you know, man, nice. Yeah, it, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Well, I'm excited, Daniel. Yeah,
0: yeah. Been it for a while. I know, I know. I uh, chapter nine. I know. I said it at the beginning of my sermon on Sunday. Yeah, because I think yeah. I was also kind of speaking to myself, like <laughs> I said. Some of you might be wondering, like, why are we stretching this out so long? Like, <laughs> can't we just speed this up and get it over with? Like, why do we need to do each chapter and, and everything? But because sometimes I felt like that. Too, especially when I get to the more challenging chapters like next next week's kind of a challenging one again in Daniel 10 and I'm like maybe we could just wrap the whole thing up and be done <laughs> you know, but I don't know there's something about just just wrestling with the text and just and I really appreciate I've talked
1: to a few other people too about going through the whole book mm. the whole narrative more so than just hitting the three Sunday school stories uh, and going. Oh, yeah. Those are kind of cool, miraculous. But just it's the whole life of Daniel. And we're getting into, like, this obedience of 60 years. Right, You know, and, I mean, yeah. If you think of your life, neither one of us have lived 60 (laughs) years yet. If we add add ourselves together. Yeah. (laughs) We'd be cresting it. It'd be good. But... Yeah, and only nine chapters that cover sixty years of your life. At some mm-hmm. point, that doesn't seem like that long
0: either. You know? Yeah. But. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. You, well, you mentioned that. You mentioned that word, the obedience of Daniel. Yeah. You know, I guess are. You, that's what I, 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 For me, that's obviously what was standing out to me when preaching this. But, I guess what are you, like, what are you seeing in, in Daniel's life that says. He was—he's an obedient guy. Like, I don't know what what um, stands out to you.
1: I mean, this this chapter is mostly like a long prayer. Yeah. I mean, just the active prayer life, which is just active conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his with his God. Right. It's just that a genuine relationship and just affirming i was looking through it before this and just affirming and and raising up god you are god yeah but it's kind of as a modern terms like like i could be real with you we're really struggling Uh, like you're you're righteous but we're we're struggling right now yeah i think in that second that second or third paragraph that prayer and it's just there's a realness to it Mm -hmm. there's a, a depth and yeah, the simplicity to it of a very mature, mm. obedient mm-hmm. relationship.
0: Yeah. Well, if you think about it too, like at this at this point in Daniel's life when Daniel chapter nine happens, and I kind of briefly touched on this in the sermon, it's the same. It's the same year. Well, so basically, it was sixty six years where he where he worked for the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. So the Babylonians had been in charge, and. Um, and even though his life had been, uh, well, Daniel had actually was thrown under the lions, not by the Babylonians, but by the Persians who who took over. But I mean, they they had a hard time with Nebuchadnezzar, but also, I think he probably got used to it too. Mm. Like, I mean, he had this he had this relationship with Nebuchadnezzar, where Nebuchadnezzar trusted him and appointed him to high positions, and yeah. so I'm sure I'm sure they kind of started figuring it out like how to how to operate you know that Daniel could be a faithful Jewish person um, but but Nebuchadnezzar was obviously not Jewish but then and so Daniel had you know 66 years of living like that and three times a day praying every single day and I mean you talk about devotion uh, and obedience he he wasn't he didn't have a church to go to He didn't have a small like he didn't have a small group bible study to help hold him accountable. It was just like yeah. He trusted that much in his God that that no matter what the world threw at him, whether they said, you know, bow down and worship the statue, no I'm not going to do that, you mm-hmm. know. Bow down and worship me, no I'm not going to do that. Um like it, obviously he took there there's a depth of faith there to trust in God. Amazingly, I mean, he he was
1: exiled. He was taken from his homeland, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, like some, we, I mean, young teenager, teen, teenagers. Yeah. But like, yeah. how often do we look at our youth in our congregation, or teens in general, or your own kids, or uh, somebody else's kids, or high schoolers, and go, "Oh, look at your foundation. Yeah. Look at look at that base." And I mean, that's what. I mean, to, three times a day. That I mean, his faith is his meals. Like that's <laughs> it's his food. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just yeah. like. Boom! 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 Yeah, we don't have to think about eating. It's just like in us going like, "Ugh, I got uh, I need, I need something." So, yeah, it's just
0: constant. Well, but uh, I mean, a prayer and a prayer life, uh, and, and these spiritual disciplines. And I think that's this, this whole idea of in obedience to God comes through a practice of spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And when we put into practice these sorts of spiritual disciplines, they become like, they, be, they become like food for us. They become mm. uh, actually habitual activities that we need to do. And without them, we don't we don't feel good, yep. you know. And so, yeah, Daniel, he did it three times a day. But he also he probably realized he needed that. It's like uh, I don't know. Um, it's like when you when you're exercising. Yeah. Uh if any of you out there exercise, <laughs> when you're in a good regimen of exercising, um sometimes it's hard to start exercising, but once you actually get into a good routine, your body actually like craves that even more and like needs that exercise. I've had that sweet spot. I I, re-
1: <laughs> I, I remember those sweet spots. <laughs> I know. Right? I long for those sweet spots once again. I remember <laughs> that like once I was just like I came back and I had a hour and a half between meetings and I was like, I'll go quick, for a quick run. Uh yeah. I mean, I could easily sat and done nothing or yeah. caught up on something else, but like that run was what fed me, which is really great yeah. really too. So, I don't know what it is about habits though that seem so overwhelming, hmm. or that we get crippled so fast by them. Like, hmm. if we if it breaks down, hmm. I was. It's the whole obedience in our faith and faith practices and rituals or whatever term you want to use for it. I mean, we try to encourage us with our confirmation students were mm-hmm. doing it through discipleship training it through a church um, Sunday encouragements for the week and spiritual practices of walking in your faith yep. opening your Bible reading it daily yep. but I saw someone else they determined it like micro habits if I was like does it make huh. you feel better like I think okay. the, I think it was still like 10 minutes of this 15 minutes of that it's maybe a little bit smaller uh, but they still have to do it's it it's like yeah. a micro like <laughs> you know, it's like a fun sized bag of candy. It doesn't really count, people. It's, you know, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I was thinking about that too, going like, what are these micro habits? Like, what are these little things? Like, when you're on your drive, on the way to work, pick up your kids from school. What's something you can do?
0: And that rhythm, there's twice a day right there. Uh, you know, and, oh, yeah, because I think we, I think, I think it was you that mentioned this to me, like, like that oftentimes, uh, changing a habit or adding a new habit, if you want to add mm-hmm. a new practice into your life. So if it is a spiritual, if, if if you feel like you're lacking in a spiritual discipline, like maybe you're not reading scripture every day, uh, sometimes the easier thing instead of like trying to carve out new space to do a new activity, can you fit that into something that you're already doing? Yeah. Right. So if it is scripture reading, well, maybe... Maybe you're still going to struggle to open up a Bible, but you could listen to the audio version of a Bible while driving to go pick up your kids from school yeah. or while driving to the grocery store or whatever. So like you can you can you can put that while you take a shower, you know, turn on a speaker and listen to the scripture be right. Like yeah. there are ways to, uh, to to take something you're already doing and 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 add to that instead yeah. of doing something totally brand new.
1: Definitely. I think it's. I mean, I, I can only imagine Daniel doing that, where he went from a culture that, and a land that embraced uh, those religious structures. Yeah. Then he's enslaved. Yeah. And he's making that work uh-huh. outside of yeah. the structural norms. And yeah. even all the president, not presidents, but all the different
0: leaders and kings and changes and stuff like that, he gets comfortable, and then, boom. Yeah. Well, because what I read, I mean, the Jews um, uh, in in Jerusalem, so prior to the exile um it was it was their daily ritual to have morning and evening sacrifices mm. so that was part of the the ritual um, And and there must have been midday prayers or something like that but um so a lot of scholars think like daniel's daniel's prayer three times a day was actually he was just doing what um what had been done mm-hmm. so he didn't he didn't have a sacrificial system he didn't have a temple he didn't have a high priest but he had that da- that daily rhythm yeah. of of these uh, morning and evening, morning and evening, morning and evening, um, that prayer life. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so so in the sermon, I drew out that that it what what I noticed was that Daniel was did two things. One, the first part, and it's kind of uh, it's it's this idea that he he knew the scriptures, mm. um, and he, he searched the scriptures, and the other was that he. prayed so Daniel 9 the whole the the major content of it is this prayer Mm -hmm. of his like that's that's the whole thing and like you said it's it's actually a really nice prayer to read when you read it it's it's not hard reading so if you haven't read Daniel 9 read Daniel 9 yeah but at the beginning of it it's basically he was he was familiar with the scriptures he was familiar with Jeremiah's prophecy he's familiar with the laws of Moses as he quotes these things and so Basically, like what I see in that, and, and what I tried to preach about was that Daniel knew the word of God because he read it; he was familiar with it. And when he saw certain things happening in the world, mm-hmm. he noticed that the things happening with the world actually intersected with God's word, and that God's word had something to say about the events of the world, and vice versa. And and so I just asked that question, like in my sermon, of myself and of the hearers like are we people that know God's word mm. that well and like is that the lens that we see the world through or cuz i think i i think for a lot of people even christians when we look at the world and we look at the issues that the world's dealing with a lot of us look at the issues of the world through the lens of the world yeah we just think like uh, there's all this pandemic stuff going on, so the lens that we're going to read that through is the lens of uh, I don't know what the CDC says and what you know what Facebook says or what the government says or yeah. whatever or, or medical professionals like that's that's all that it is because that's some sort of worldly issue. When when we ought to be people who actually read everything in the world through the lens of the Scripture. So yeah. like that's that's how I how I see it like. We read the scripture first,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then we see the world through the lens of the scripture, not the other way around. If you if you make it the other way around, you're going to make the Bible um, say things that it doesn't actually say. So the Bible's not interpreted through the lens of the world, but the other way around. Right around. Yeah. But we have to we have to know what the scriptures say in order to um, be able to interpret the world.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So you guys spend time in the scriptures to know that right I,
1: I go back to the relationship idea just that aspect of I don't know if you're dating somebody you're courting somebody or you have a good friend and you want to buy them a gift it takes time to know what they like or appreciate yeah, Right? you know and like right. what are God's habits how does God respond to people in their struggle uh-huh. with grace mm-hmm. <laughs> love like a father mm-hmm. may tell you to wait because it may not be even though you think you want it it's not the right thing right now could be later but yeah. you only know that by spending time in that relationship right asking hearing listening right you know i mean audio audio bible is fantastic like it's a great way just to
0: hear the word spoken to yeah. you uh, yeah well because i think i think if we like if we don't spend time in the scriptures and don't spend time in prayer what ends up happening if if we are believers in God is that we end up making assumptions about what God might think or make assumptions about what God might say about these things mm-hmm. and and it goes to that relationship idea too um, like uh if if you and I don't spend time in conversation just kind of talking through stuff and talking through stuff and and talking and being yeah. in a relationship um I'm gonna make assumptions about what I think that you're thinking about, yeah, naturally, yeah. right? So if we have kind of a distant relationship, i'm gonna I'm gonna think you might think this way, or i I might think that this is who you are, but if I don't spend actual time with you asking you questions and vice versa, then then I'm just making assumptions, and I'm not actually getting it from the source. And we tend to want to reinforce our own biases, <laughs> yeah, right as well. yeah, you know, and same thing.
1: if you have the worldview, Dictate how you look at scripture. Yep. Scripture is either going to it's going to feel uh, different than it's intended. It's, yep. It could feel old. It could feel not fun. These whole commandment things, right. like I gotta love people. I don't like. Versus like, versus reading it from scripture first and seeing the beauty of what this mm. is. Yep. How this is a gift from God yep. and looking, going like, okay, I need to love this person because they aren't this negative thing they are bigger than this and that that's a huge game changer
0: right huge right right so obviously daniel spent spent time in god's word and you know we want to be a church that spends time in god's word we want you to be individuals that spend time in god's word um but like i also want to be careful with that i remember i think it was in college at some point i went to some some church and they just like I don't know I felt like they were railing on us Mm. like you are only a good Christian if you read the Bible you have to read the Bible open up the Bible like I guess I understand the intent of that now but like that that's not my intent in saying like open up God's Word like in terms of a you will only be a good Christian if you read the Bible you got to know the whole Bible memorize the whole Bible because like I hope that you hear this more from the spirit like Marcus said of a relationship thing like God has said here's my word in this you will know what you need to know about who I am and who you are Um, and I want you to have it I want you to hear me so like it's it's just a relational thing God's invitation to us to go you know well of course I want to get to know God better so yeah why would I not yeah. But it's not a.
1: I'm a good Christian, I'm a bad Christian. Yeah. This b- binary thinking of I'm good or bad, yeah. right or wrong. Yeah. Or letting the devil sneak in and go, on, ah, you're not good enough. And then you believe that mm. policy it, And then he does want you to spend more time in the Bible. Right. He does want you to know your God. Right. His love. Right. Yep. The grace and forgiveness that you are given, the For freedom sure.
0: that is yours. For sure. So he's going to push you to go,
1: eh, I'm not good at this.
0: Because I've I've been in that place before. Um, Yeah. I, like, I'm probably, like, right now, and really honestly, and I'm being totally honest, only within, like, the last year or so it's finally, like, the most consistent I've been in my own, like, daily devotional life and reading the scriptures. Like, I think before this last year, it's just gone in these like huge peaks and valleys of like the short term, like try to form habit and then just tank and then go to that place of being like, why can't I do this? I've never, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be. How in the world could I, like, how can I read the Bible every day? I don't even know where to start. I don't know what it's saying. (laughs) Like, this is too big. It's overwhelming. Like this, this won't work. Like. What am i supposed to do and then you spin all those circles and you're like so like i've i've been there if that's a that's a struggle like so for for me and just full disclosure like i finally was just like i just got to do something so i just got like a you know a bible reading app like reading plan thing Mm -hmm. that said read like read this passage read this passage read this passage and then the next day read this passage read this passage so i finally just said like that's the tool I'm gonna use and Yeah. that's the one that I use and that's worked. You know. Think key thing
1: too is like start somewhere and, and figure it out. Like yeah. I have an extra kid at the house. Our routines are
0: gone. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah.
1: And I've noticed that in the last two weeks or so, but going, I gotta find space. What used to work, something made new has right, to work, yeah. and you know, I may be it may be the shower and the speaker thing for a while. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure, but it too you've gotten a you've gotten a, a new Bible, additional Bible to journal in and take yeah. notes. That's been part of. Yep. I think part of your your devotional time and yep. and making notes and I think Pastor Kevin showed you some of that too. I mean, so yep. it's learning from each other, the beauty of being able to be in community yep. and seeking that if you you can. Right. And don't think you're on your own. Right. What are the resources out there? We'd love to resource you guys as much as possible. There's so many, it's almost overwhelming to know where to go and <laughs> try this one or that one and go down the rabbit hole and see what works and sure. to stick with it for a while. So
0: for sure. So yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I th- you know, I've been thinking more and more about this, this whole idea of um, obedience, mm-hmm. like obedience to God's word and obedience to what God has asked us to do as His people. Um, just this whole idea like I quoted in the sermon the Great Commission you yeah. know Matthew 28 19 and 20 Jesus says go therefore make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to o- obey
1: <laughs>
0: everything that I have commanded you <laughs> yeah so this is Jesus speaking right this Jesus who we say he's love he's grace he's forgiveness he is all of those things And and don't get me wrong like Your obedience to his word will not save you, nor will your disobedience condemn you. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot earn your way into salvation. You have nothing to boast about, neither do I. Like we don't boast in ourselves, we only boast in Jesus Christ. Like we can't purchase our way to heaven by our obedience. It's only Jesus Christ. And yet, Jesus still says, obey my word. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you commandments, love one another like this is serious like there's no there's no middle ground in that like yeah. and I, I I think I've heard that word at times in my life as kind of a mm, as a convicting word okay like a word of yeah Aaron you're not being very obedient right now hmm. and feeling um, I don't know feeling kind of put off by that and feeling like yeah, I know, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I, 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 I'm no good, you know? Yeah. Like, but I, if we take it in the, in the realm of balancing what we would say is like law and gospel or the fact that like, the, God's law says do this and the gospel says I forgive you for your incapability of doing this. Like, yeah. we got to keep all that in balance. So your obedience will not save you. Jesus saves you. But then Jesus says, okay, now you're free to obey me. Yeah. And so it's actually, like obedience to God's word is actually a good way to live. A better way for me to live and a a better way for me to live in the world and a better way for for the world as well. So there's a reason that Jesus says be obedient. And it's because what he is asking us to be obedient to is good. Jesus will never ask us or command us to do something that's not good for us. Yeah. So, like, because he's loving, because he's good, because he cares for us, because he cares for the world. If he says do this, it's actually a good thing to do. (laughs) Like, I think, I think, so I think we got to get over that fact of being like, man, God's a dictator. You know, he's got all this stuff for us to do. Right. No, that's not it. He actually loves us so much; he's going to tell us what to do. And in our stubbornness. It's hard to—the it, the law
1: gospel thing is just a super sweet spot, and we teach it really well, and I, I lose track of it so often at the same time too, but the, the fact that um, the the beauty of the obedience is living this, it's going to be hard. You're not going to get it right, and because you don't get it right, you get to experience and see my love bigger mm. and deeper. Yeah, I can tell you I love you, but I get to show you how much I love you and all that stuff is gone and we yeah, start over yeah. again and yeah. again and again don't be focusing like Peter on the waves walking don't focus on the waves and be distracted <laughs> but look at like don't look at i failed a thousand times like that's like, no you've been you've been given grace and love and mercy a uh, thousand times over like you can you can trust me yeah I and mean, we were reading first john and staff devotion today too but that there's no fear and love. The fear focuses on how many times you've messed up, uh, and then that love you're focused on what is Christ doing yeah. in my life for me for this relationship. Yeah. To the point of let's keep going. Yeah, like, this man yeah. If I wasn't obedient. I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't be acknowledging the grace that's given to me freely again and again and again. Like yeah. how would I? How would I just living
0: condemned and hiding in a hole. Like no yeah. thanks, man. Yeah. Well, and this is what Daniel is saying in chapter 9. So he is confessing his sins mm-hmm. and the sins of the people, saying, we have been disobedient. Mm-hmm. We have not followed your laws. We have not listened to your prophets. We, we haven't done what you've asked.
1: Yeah.
0: Forgive us. But, but Daniel actually says, so, so a lot of people would want to say, uh, be, so Daniel at that point, he's in exile they're in exile in Babylon as a form of discipline and judgment upon the people because they were disobedient. Mm-hmm. But Daniel doesn't blame God. See, a lot of us always want to blame God and say, <laughs> "See, God, you're mean. Yeah. Why do you got to do that? I thought you were a loving God. Why, why, why do we got to go through this this junk?" But Daniel says it's because of your righteousness, God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that we're we're going through this. So Daniel Daniel is acknowledging there that there's only one righteous, yeah. and it's God. And for God to actually be righteous, by definition, he has to follow through on what he said he was going to do. Yeah. So if he says, which was the the principle before Christ, you know, obey me and you will be blessed, mm-hmm. disobey me and you will be disciplined. Yeah. If he says that, he has to follow through on that. Yeah. That's actually what it means to be righteous, that, that he actually does what he says he's going to do. <laughs> the people did not do what they said they were going to do. Yeah. God did what he said he was going to do. So Daniel says, we were not righteous. You were. And he, but, but then Daniel also acknowledges, you are merciful. And so he begs and pleads God, please be merciful as you are. Please forgive us, Lord. Yeah. You know, please restore us. Yeah. And God answers him through the angel Gabriel and says, I will. I will i'll restore you i'll forgive you wouldn't you
1: love to pick and choose god's righteousness for the good not the bad but because <laughs> he is so like righteous he is following through in the hard stuff you can you can own depend on trust that the goodness he's never going to waver in that yeah it's not like because if you were to waver and go well it's like me and my three-year-old right now. We're I'm kinda of soft when it comes to like yeah. disciplining some of those. Uh, not discipline, but like isn't having a toddler like he's you're... he's in one
0: more stage, you know, like two almonds.
1: How about three? <laughs> yeah. It just keeps going, it's tough.
0: Having a toddler is like I say it's like having a it's like being a hostage negotiator twenty four seven. It is, man. There's a run on the
1: bank right now for sure. So he's he's taking it. But I mean there's that confidence too. I mean, if if God were soft in one of those areas then you would doubt that his love is epic right. and consistent. Yeah. But it's solid. Yep. Just
0: solid no matter what. Yep. Yep. And that's like so we in, in our language we always talk about like law and gospel, mm-hmm. or we talk about justice and mercy yep. as if they are these different characteristics of God. Like sometimes he's being just, sometimes he's being merciful. Right. It's actually those are just that's how we understand it. But God is actually, he's just God. right? His word is both justice and mercy, law and gospel, kind of all in the same. Yeah. And so mercy is only merciful because there is justice. Justice is only justice because there is yeah. mercy. Like, But that's who God, he just is that. And that's how consistent he is. That's how righteous he is. So he will not waver, he will not fall, he will not yeah. fail. Um, it's a perfect orchestra. Yeah, totally, totally. Symphony of so that's the I mean that's that word that we can trust mm-hmm. you know and that's the Father that we can that we've been called to to pray to uh, and to be in relationship with. Um, and so we can you know I, I the the older that I get, um, the more t- and the more time that I spend in God's Word, the more that I realize that um, His Word is real. And it's true and it's alive and it's active and it's practical Mm -hmm. and God is present in this world and when we see the world through the lens of the scriptures and through our relationship with God and and his eternal plan for the creation man it makes the the issues of the day I I find them to be more manageable yeah I find there to be a greater presence of, of peace and hope yeah um because whatever we're dealing with is just kind of whatever we're dealing with but god's dealing with everything eternally and he's got us and so um yeah i guess just just a final word uh to our listeners you know uh, again like like marcus said we want to be a church that that resources uh you and so if you're at a place that you're you're struggling to figure out how to incorporate uh, spiritual practices, of, of scripture reading and prayer into your into your daily life. Please reach out to us, and and we'd love to point you in in different directions. Um, like Marcus said, sometimes if you you know if you just go on Google and search for that answer, like you might you might get overwhelmed, and so. Um, yeah. You know, how to read the Bible. Well, there's going to be a <laughs> lot of people that, that offer you suggestions. So if you feel comfortable enough asking us, we'd be happy to uh, to, to guide you in, in that direction as well. Um, and, and as always, you know, our, our hope is that in our conversations that there may have been a, a little, maybe a nugget of wisdom or something that was challenging to you or something that was encouraging Maybe something insightful, if that's possible. Uh, you know, go and go and share it. So, so take our conversation and then go start a new conversation with something that, that you've heard uh, and, and continue the conversation in, in other places. That's our hope for this podcast, that we, we model to you and give you things that you can uh, converse about and, and continue to have spiritual conversations in your life and with those that you know. So... Marcus, thanks for sitting with me today on the brown couch. And uh, if you want, I can leave my office if you feel like taking a nap. So
1: I may. I may take you up on that.
0: All right. Deal, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Have a great rest of your day.